Welcome to the Pilgrim's Well podcast. Pilgrim's Well is produced by Seventh Reformed Church as a resource for the souls of Christians wherever you are in your journey. Here we share testimonies, provide spiritual encouragement, and discuss key topics of the Christian faith, systematic theology, and so much more. Join us now for today's episode of the Pilgrim's Well. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Pilgrim's Journey. We're continuing in our chapter on the interpreter's house. We have seen three pictures so far. We're now going to see the fourth picture, which is entitled, The Grace of Christ Conquers the Assailed Heart. Then I, Bunyan the narrator, saw in my dream that the interpreter took Christian by the hand. I led him into a place where there was a fire burning against the wall. In front of this fireplace was a man continually casting buckets of water on the fire in an effort to extinguish it. Nevertheless, the fire continued to burn higher and hotter. Christian asks again, what does this mean? The interpreter, this fire is the work of grace that has been ignited in the heart of an authentic pilgrim. He who casts water upon it so as to extinguish this blaze is the devil. Even so that you see the fire burning higher and higher and hotter, let me now show you the reason for this mystery. So the interpreter took Christian behind the wall and the fireplace. There the pilgrim saw a man with a container in his hand, from which he was casting oil upon the fire, though secretly. Then said Christian, what does this mean? Hans' interpreter replied, this is Christ, who continually with the oil of his grace maintains the work already begun in the heart. By this means, notwithstanding what the devil attempts to do, the souls of his people still prove to be gracious. And in that you saw that the man stood, who stood behind the wall to maintain the fire, that this is to teach you that it is hard for those who are tempted to understand how this work of grace is maintained in the soul. What a beautiful picture. It's a very intense type of picture, isn't it? Just so that you understand it. There's a fire going on, and then there's a wall, and on the one side, the devil seeks to put water to extinguish that flame of grace and faith and love uh, in the heart of a Christian. On the other side of the wall, Christ is adding the oil of his um, anointed, right? By the Spirit, he's adding life and hope and peace to the Christian life. Now, the Christian often sees only what the devil seeks to do. He sees the temptations and the struggles and the hardships to extinguish that love and joy and zeal in the heart. But behind the scenes, Christ is continually adding his oil so that the Christian perseveres in his faith and in his grace and one day is able to see his Lord altogether. Well, let's continue. To our second picture of today's video, the persevering valiant pilgrim. I, Bunyan the narrator, also saw that the interpreter took him again by the hand and led Christian into a very pleasant place where a stately palace had been built. It was very, a very beautiful building indeed. Now the pilgrim was greatly delighted at what he saw, and particularly with the sight of several people clothed in gold walking around the top of the palace. Then Christian said, May we go inside? Then the interpreter led him closer to the main door. There he noticed a large company of men who obviously desired to gain entrance, yet seemed to lack courage. Back a little way from the door, there was also a man sitting at the table with a book and an inkhorn 
uh, ink container where they would dip their uh, pen or their feather in sometimes to write in front of him. His role was that of recording the names of those who were determined to enter that place. Christian also saw that in the same doorway there stood many armored men who were intent on employing violence and mischief to stop any man from gaining entrance. At this Christian was in a muse, that means he pondered what it meant, wondering what would happen. Then, while most of the men outside cowered at the thought of attempting to make a forceful entrance, Christian noticed one man, very resolute in appearance, stride up to the man at the desk and ask of him, Sir, write down my name. Immediately following this, the same man drew his sword, put a helmet on his head and rushed toward the palace door with the man standing in the way. So the valiant entrant found himself opposed with deadly force, yet he was not discouraged and consequently applied himself to fierce cutting and hacking of his opponents. He both received and gave many wounds to his enemies. Nevertheless, this courageous man cut his way through so that he eventually gained entrance into the palace. Then those inside, especially the three at the top, cried out with a joyous chorus of welcome. Come in, come in, eternal glory, you shall win. So he went in and clothed with garments similar to those being worn by the citizens of that palace. And Christian smiled and said, I certainly know the meaning of this. Do you know the meaning? Do you understand the picture of what is happening here? Well, the reason why a Christian understands it is because he has already been in that fight and that valiant persevering through all the hardships of getting to God, of persevering in faith and not going to the law and not trying to, to go back with um, obstinate or pliable uh, or follow Mr. Worldly Wiseman, but to keep going until finally he is home in Emmanuel's land. Uh, John Bunyan here is, is highlighting the, the words of Christ that the violent shall take it by force, right? This picture of that those who are wanting to come to Christ must come with all their heart and want to come in and enter into the house of Christ's glory. Let's continue with another picture, shall we? The despairing reprobate in the iron cage. This is a sad picture. Then Christian said, now let me go forward. But the interpreter replied, No, you must stay until I have showed you a little more. After this, you can be on your way. So he took him by the hand and again and led him into a very dark room where a man sat in an iron cage. Now this man seemed very sad to look upon. He sat with his eyes looking down toward the ground his hand tightly folded together, and he sighed as if his heart would break. Then said Christian, what does this mean? So the interpreter invited him to talk with the man. Christian said, <clears throat> what are you doing here? I am what I once was not. Well, what were you once? The man replied, I was once a fair, flourishing and thriving and professing Christians in the eyes of both others and myself. At one time I was convinced of being well set for reaching the celestial city and even had joyous thoughts of arrival at that destination. Yes, but, said Christian, what are you now? I'm now a man of despair and am shut up to it. 
as this iron cage depicts, I cannot get out. Oh, how miserable I am, since now I cannot get out. Christian, but how did you come to be in this condition? The man answered, I neglected to watch and be sober. I loosed any restraint that had been on my lust and gave them free reign. I sinned against the light of the word and the goodness of God. I have grieved the Holy Spirit so that he has departed from me. I have provoked God to anger and he has abandoned me. I have so hardened my heart that I cannot repent. And Christian spoke to the interpreter, but is there no hope for such a man as this? You ask him, replied the interpreter. Christian. Do you have any hope that you will not be permanently kept in this iron cage of despair? No, none at all. But why ought that to be so? Are you not aware that the Son of the Blessed is very merciful and compassionate? But nevertheless, I have crucified him again by my life. I have despised his person. I have despised his righteousness. I have regarded his blood as something quite unholy. I've done despite to the spirit of grace. Therefore, I have shut myself out of all the promises of God. And there now remains for me nothing but threatenings, dreadful threatenings, fearful prospects of rebuke, fiery indignation, and certain judgment that shall, as would some adversary, wholly consume me. Christian, for what reasons did you bring yourself into this sorry condition? Oh, on account of the lusts, pleasures, and profits of this world. It was in the enjoyment of these things that I promised myself increasing delight. But now they all, as it were, snap back and bite me. They gnaw at my soul like a burning worm. Christian, but can you not now repent and turn from this wretched condition? No, for God has denied me repentance. His word gives me no encouragement to believe. Yes, he himself shut me up in this iron cage, so that even all the men in the world are unable to obtain my release. Oh, eternity, eternity! How can I possibly grab, grapple with the misery that I shall encounter in eternity? Interpreter, so, dear Christian, Remember this man's misery, and let his sorry conditional condition be a perpetual warning to you. Christian, while this is a most fearful situation, oh, may God help me to watch and be sober and pray that I may shun the cause of this man's grief. But sir, is not now time for me to be on my way? Wait just a little longer so that I can show you one more thing and then you can continue with your journey. Wow, that's a hard picture to see, isn't it? This man in this iron cage who is so drowned in sorrow and, and regret of what he has been doing. You know, he was like Christian in the beginning and he was on his way to the promised land and he had heard of the promise. He was escaping, but then he let the lust of this world, uh, he let it conquer him and it strained him out and now he has no more life within himself. Uh, if you remember the, the parable of the sower, this is like the seed that is sown among the tares, right? Where the, the lust of the world and the desires and the pleasures of this world um, strangle uh, the life 
that he was hoping to gain. Well, this is a very serious warning, especially if you're watching in an affluent country, in a country that has, has a lot of money and riches, there is a tendency to hear about Christ when you sit in a sermon or when you listen to uh, the gospel being preached somewhere and you have a desire to go, but then you turn to lust, the lust of this world, and you can become like this man, right? Where you are so convicted that you went the wrong way and yet you do not want to let go of your lust. Um, now, if you are saying, has that happened to me? I, I Before I wanted to turn to Christ, but now my heart is really turning to Christ. I want to follow him. Run to Christ, right? Run to Christ until you find him. For all who have the desire to seek him can, can find him if they will seek. Let's go into this last picture of the interpreter. This is called the warning of the final day of judgment. Once more, he took, that is the interpreter, Christian by the hand and led him into a chamber where he observed a man arising out of his bed. And as he put on his clothing, he shook and trembled. Then said Christian, why does this man tremble so much? The interpreter then asked the man to explain the reason for his shaking. So he began and said to Christian, this evening I was asleep and at the same time I dreamed. And behold, the heavens became extremely black. Also, the sky was laced with lightning and thunder in a manner that was terribly frightening, so much so that I was greatly distressed. Then I looked up in my dream and saw the clouds roll across the sky at an unusually swift rate. At the same time, I heard the great sound of a trumpet and also saw a man sit upon a cloud attended with a thousand of heavenly beings, and they were all in the midst of flaming fire, even as the heavens were blazing with fire. Then I heard a voice calling, Arise, you who are dead, and come to your judgment. At this the rocks shattered into pieces, the graves opened, and the dead that were in them came forth. So of them were, some of them were exceedingly glad and joyously looked upward and some sought to hide themselves under the mountain. Then I saw the man that sat upon the cloud open the book, and he commanded the world to draw near. Now on account of the fiery flame that came from his person and surrounded him, there was a necessary distance between he and those called into his presence. Similarly, in just the same way, there is a necessary space between a judge and prisoners at the bar in this world. I also heard that those who attended the man who sat on the clouds were ordered, gather together the tares and the chaffs and stubble, and cast them into a burning lake. At this bottomless pit immediately opened up, and I would add, very near where I stood, out of that yawning mouth there spewed forth great billows of smoke and coals of fire, along with hideous noises. To the same attendance it was also commanded, Gather my, wheat into, gather my wheat into my garner or storehouse. And with that I saw many caught up and carried away into the clouds. But I was left behind. So I also sought to hide myself, but I could not, for the man who sat upon the cloud continuously kept his eye on me. Further, my sins all came to mind, and my conscience excused me from every direction. At this point... <clears throat> I then woke up from my sleep. Christian, but what was it that made you so afraid of this sight? Why, I thought that the day of judgment had come and that I was not ready for it. 
But this frightened me the most, that the angels gathered up several standing near me while I was still left behind. Also the pit of hell opened its mouth near where I was standing. Furthermore, my conscience was in agony on account of the judge keeping his eyes focused on me with a look of angry disapproval. Then said the interpreter Christian to Christian, Have you faith? Have you carefully considered all these things? Yes, and they confront me with both hope and fear. Well, keep all these things at the forefront of your mind so that they can you, uh, guide you and arouse you to move forward in the right direction. And Christian began to gird up his loins, or that makes serious preparation. He gets himself ready for moving ahead on his journey. And then said the interpreter, I pray that the Comforter will always be with you, good Christian, to guide you in the way that leads you to the celestial city. So Christian went on his way, saying, Here I have seen things rare and profitable, things pleasant, dreadful, things to make me uh, stable in, in what I have begun to take in hand. Then let me think on them and understand for what purpose they appeared. Let me be thankful, O good interpreter, to thee. Well, what a terrifying picture, isn't it? Um, John Bunyan shows a man who has a dream, and he has a dream of the final judgment. And as you can uh, hear, this man did not expect that um, he would be left behind. But as he sees the judge, he sees the anger in the eyes of the judge, and his conscience suddenly remembers all this, and he's accused. And then he sees the judge, and it's a terrifying picture. And that's the truth for many, for the majority of people on this world, that one day God will take his elect and he will gather the wheat into the barn, so to speak. He will gather his people out from among the lost and the lost will be standing before God where their conscience will convict them of all the sins they've ever committed. That's a warning. That's a warning to you. It's a warning to me that we must make sure that we have gotten rid of our burden and now walk by faith towards Christ. Um, what Christian said is important. He says, I have both seen things that give hope and things that give fear. And both those things are true. Nowadays, we never want to uh, have things that make us afraid. We only want to have positive messages of, of how wonderful God's forgiveness is. And yet the Bible also speaks of things that are fearful, things that are frightening. It speaks of the judgment. It speaks of the, the dangers of temptations and sin and the possibility of, of denying God and running away from God. So let us be careful. Let us be guided by both the comfort and hope that is in God's Word, but also be warned by the warnings of God's Word. Well, thank you so much for watching. We'll continue the journey next time. See you then. Thank you for tuning in on today's episode of The Pilgrim's Well. For more, be sure to subscribe to this podcast and find us on YouTube at Pilgrim's Well. To find this church online, go to seventhref.org.